With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 6.30. Chet, the Edmonton Oilers flying back from their Eastern road trip today. They will host the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow. All your Oilers talk today brought to you by Nisku Ford. Every model on sale every day. Nisku Ford above expectations. Yeah, they got the Golden Knights. They got the Blues. Then they hit the road again. Five-game road trip coming up from the Oilers, who have been much better on the road. Uh, I mean, they kind of got a mediocre road record, three, three, and two, not bad. At Rogers Place, just three and six for the Edmonton Oilers. They squandered that three-game homestand earlier in the season. Play, I mean, really, that's the one that caused all the trouble. They were just out of it in all those games. Couldn't defend, couldn't score, couldn't kill penalties, couldn't score on the power play. Lost to Winnipeg, lost to Ottawa, lost to Carolina, and then they had a five-game road trip where or homestand where they went two and three, so that wasn't great either. Uh, the games were close, let a couple go in the third periods, specifically Washington and Pittsburgh, and then were just uh, horrid against Detroit last Sunday, four nothing. But two one and one on the road trip that they're just getting back from again. The goals for only eight. The goals against, not counting Washington's shootout goal, only eight. And uh, they went 11 for 13 on the penalty killing. So some encouraging signs. But still some work to do. 6-9-2 and two on the season. Four points out of a playoff spot. But they'll have to pass uh, everybody except for Arizona. That's the only team that they are ahead of in the Western Conference. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because I was talking to Brian Hall today, which is funny enough in itself. <laughs> I, actually, I should say this. I wasn't talking to Brian to Brian Hall. I was listening to Brian Hall. But it was a very interesting discussion. Sorry, soliloquy. Uh, but, but it, it, it seriously is. Uh, Brian Hall, as we know, has, has a storied broadcasting career. And he covered the Toronto Maple Leafs teams that won three Stanley Cups in a row in 1962, 63, and 64. Now, yes, I know it was a, a different era. There were only six teams in the NHL. Things were different, but he said the Leafs started the after winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. They had a horrid slump in 63-64, and they could not score. So a team that's won the Stanley Cup two years in a row, all of a sudden could not score. Most of the, most of the guys back on the team, and uh, Halsey recalls talking to George Armstrong one day. 
And he said, what is, what is going on? And he said, you know, we're gripping the sticks a little too tight. It's in our heads that we can't score. But he goes, one night they're going to start going in, and then we're going to roll from there. And it happened. So you have to do things to make it happen. It's not just a matter of believing it's going to happen or hoping it's going to happen, but all teams go through slumps where they don't score. Try our guest again, Kellen. I believe he's ready to go. So I just I just found that really interesting sitting down with uh, with Halsey and him. Give us over 1964. Is that like what 50 years ago? 53 years ago? That's amazing. He was already a well-established media personality, and then he also told me how C.J. Gable's performance yesterday reminded him of George Reed winning the Grey Cup for the 1966 Saskatchewan Rough Riders, that George Reed could just carry people into the end zone like Gable did on his uh, 15-yard touchdown after the Winnipeg fake punt. So I had a nice little afternoon with Halsey. I I could write a blog, Afternoons with Halsey's, or with Halsey. And again, it would just be Halsey imparting his knowledge on me, which is valuable. Oilers and Golden Knights tomorrow. Brian Blessing is the host of the Vegas Hockey Hotline. Brian, welcome back to 630. Chad, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Hey, Reed. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. It's awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, exciting times for uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. What's Now, I know McDavid's not coming to Vegas. That doesn't happen till later. But is there any anticipation about the first game against Connor McDavid? I think, uh, I would say, you know, obviously there's a very hardcore fan base that's here. The building's got a real buzz to it. Uh, I think there's still that event nature of every home game is a big deal. Uh, I'm doing a hockey watch party tomorrow, and clearly McDavid was one of the reasons to do that. So we'll be at the Suncoast Casino tomorrow, and I know we're, we're getting, we've done a couple of them previously and had nice turnouts, and uh, I think tomorrow will be the biggest and best of, the, of them yet because of McDavid. I got to ask you this: if if you know the answer, maybe no one will know till game time. Who's going to be Vegas's goaltender tomorrow? Are we drawing a name out of a hat at this point? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it is such an unbelievable story, Reed, that you know, the start for this team, uh, and you've literally gone through Flurry, Subban, Dansk, and now Legace on the road trip. They went 1-4-1, and one, and he got thrown in in the middle of the first game where they were leading the Islanders, and they got beat. Uh, if there wasn't a game that they played that you could literally say it was the goaltender's fault. I mean, this, this team has been in every, every game read. It, I, I haven't seen anything like this. I mean, I, you know, there, there, there are no passengers. Uh, you're going to have down nights, off nights. It's, it's human nature. You know, th- these guys have been in every game. I mean, they just keep coming. It's pretty impressive. How much of, of and I want to ask you about some individual players who are doing well, and there's an Edmonton connection with your leading score, but how much of this in your mind is a tone set by the head coach, Gerard Gallant? Well, season ended today, you know, I'd like to think they'd look deeper than just the standings, you know, the Jack Adams trophy should be in the trunk of his car right now. It's been amazing. He's pushed all the right buttons. 
Uh, uh, he set a great tone. It, it's a wonderful room, Reed. Uh, they're, they're, and hockey players are like that. But, I mean, this room, they're all good guys. Uh, they they kind of care for one another. and uh, uh, it's, a, it's a melting pot. and They, they were just thrown together. Um, and then, you know, with each passing day, we learn new things. And it's like, um, I was talking to Nate Schmidt on Saturday. And it makes complete sense. Just talking to him about how the hey, if, if whoever's playing, if, you know, if well, Reinhardt's not playing, but if it was Griffin Reinhardt was playing, uh, they rallied around him for the game with Edmonton. That you know, it, that they all they all want to stand up for that guy going against his old team because they've all come from somewhere. So then I said to Nate, so every game, then, like, is there a scouting report in the room? Like a guy, you know, because he came from there, uh, you get a scout. He goes, yeah, he goes every game. He goes. You know, tell the, the guy will tell us little things about certain guys on the team that, that he used to play for. Uh, it, it's a pretty cool story. Well, yeah, everybody's everybody's come from somewhere else, so you're always you're always playing a team that uh, that a Vegas guy played for before, including David Perron, a former Edmonton Oiler. Not really with this uh, with this era so much, if you want to call it. It's been a couple of years since he was uh, traded, but 14 goals in uh, or 14 points, pardon me, in 16 games for the Golden Knights so far has five goals. Uh, I, I remember this about Perron. I mean, he can play with a little bit of grit. Maybe not the quickest guy. Likes to shoot. Likes to shoot from almost anywhere. What's he been doing for the Golden Knights? There are nights. Reed, he's the best player out there. Uh, Skill set wise, along the wall, uh, he'll make crafty plays. Really smart, heady passes um, in the offensive zone. Got the game-winning goal in overtime against the Sabers. Uh, and I will say this to you: I've probably been harder on him than any other player because of of the games they lost, two of them I put on Perron's shoulders. They had a 3-2 lead again. I was going to ask you, was he guilty of these kind of things? Against Detroit, they had a 3-2 lead going to the third. Twice, he's coming in and turns it over at the blue line and kind of glided back, and his guy scored both goals, uh, and they ended up losing that game. And then the other game was New York. They had a 4-2 lead in the third period, and he took a, a dumb penalty. And then while the goalie was pulled and it was a delayed penalty, then he took a lazy penalty in the neutral zone, just reaching out. He ends up taking a double minor when they had a 4-2 lead, changed the whole tenor of the game. So two of the games I actually put on Perron's shoulders, and then he does stuff and he wows you. Uh, yeah, he could he could be a little frustrating at times. Uh, I mean, he wasn't an Oiler for a long time. Maybe the occasional penalty. I, I think Benoit Pouliot was probably the the uh, the king of that in terms of the offensive zone and the frustrating penalties while he was an Oiler and he's well, gone to the. I'm a, he, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Sabres fan, so I get to watch that too. Yeah, I think he's got five or six goals though already for the Sabres, doesn't he? Actually, he, he's he's been one of the few. I uh, he's actually played very well for Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and he had some good moments here in Edmonton, and then just some other games where you were like, "What? What is he doing?" And he got himself benched a few times. Brian Blessing joining us on Inside Sports. He hosts the Vegas Hockey Hotline on AM fourteen hundred in Las Vegas. Of course, uh, a guy who's been uh, all over the NHL for most of his broadcasting career. I, I got. I, I know this has kind of maybe died down a little bit, but I want to get your your take on it because I haven't had you on since this kind of got resolved. Uh, the the Russian player Vadim Shipp who 
is now gone. How do you, I mean, how do you kind of characterize that or just sort of that, that whole situation? Was this a, was this one camp or the other maybe handling it wrong or was this something that maybe was never really going to work? I guess time will heal the wound, but it's the one thing that, um, you know, you, with McPhee, you wonder, you know, what really went down here? Um, this was a guy they gave nine million potatoes to for two years, uh, thought he'd be on the number one power play unit. And you wondered where offense would come from in the expansion draft, and obviously he did a, a really good job finding offense. It, it, it just didn't pan out, and he fell out of favor massively. Then it turned into this ridiculous hockey game of where's Waldo? <laughs> you know, is he is he in Dallas? Is he with the AHL team? When Chicago, the AHL team was in Dallas. They're, they're trying to is he in Texas? Is he where is he? Then he reported to Chicago, but then he left Chicago and he came home to be with his wife in Vegas, who doesn't speak English. And and, and it was this whole thing. And, and at the end of the day, you know, he's down there. Their side of it says they buried him down there because they knew uh, Shipshop wouldn't wouldn't go for it, and he quit and go back to Russia. Then there was word that there was a team that made a trade offer, and Shipashov said he didn't want to go there. Uh, I, I The truth is in the middle somewhere, but uh, it's been a hound's breakfast from day one. Okay. Uh, and one last, I, I forgot to follow up on the goaltending question. When is Fleury going to be back? He, just the other day, uh, or the last few days, he's been on the ice. Um, I've thrown that cautionary tale out uh, around here. Concussions are such a bizarre thing, but they say he's days, not weeks, and, and that kind of thing. And then when he would get on the ice, he'd need four or five days. I mean, the sincere hope is the guy's going to be okay in the short term, but Reed, you know how this stuff goes. All of a sudden, you, you think you're feeling good, and then you skate a couple days in a row, and you start to exert yourself. All of a sudden, the next day, you wake up with a headache. So... Uh, I, I wouldn't dare speculate when. I, I, he's, he's finally, you know, getting back on the ice, but I, I couldn't tell you. It's, it's a scary thing, and he's had a history of concussions before. And I know you got to go, but I just, I just wanted to, I should have said this at the beginning, but you know, from day one, I would do interviews around the league about this, and you were always, uh, your interest was peaked, and you always talked about it, and it's scary. This is like another first. that We've done many of these reads, but it's actually, you know, it's come to fruition where we're actually doing a thing about hockey in Vegas, getting ready for a game with the Oilers. It's unbelievable. I mean, we've been doing this now for two and a half years. Well, I, I know, and, and you know, I was uh, I was even a little skeptical at first about how it was going to work and uh, how the team was going to go. So there's been a lot of positives coming out of Vegas, and uh, and uh, yeah, they they work they work hard for sure. So the Oilers better be ready to work tomorrow night because they've had some off nights on, on home ice. The Oilers have been better on the road, Brian. That's a story for them. But at home, they've uh, they haven't played with enough detail. So we'll see if they can do it tomorrow night. Hey, thanks for fitting me in. I know you're busy, and uh, I guess I'm going on your show tomorrow. So I'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> I very much look forward to it, Reed. Uh, you know, you've been a, a friend of the program here, and uh, uh, excited to see McDavid uh, go against the Golden Knights. And I, I actually think you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised, everybody that goes to the game. This team's quick. I mean, we know the Oilers can be one of the fastest teams in the league. This team can skate. Uh, this is, I'm very intrigued by the matchup. Talk to you soon, Brian. Take care. All right, Reed.
Brian Blessing is the host of the Vegas Hockey Hotline in Vegas. Love having Brian on the show. Passionate guy, knows his hockey, and uh, as he mentioned, he used to cover the uh, the Buffalo Sabres. So he's uh, he's not maybe a guy who was covering uh, other sports and uh, you know then picked up uh, hockey because he was the high school football guy and they needed someone to host the hockey. No, he's been he's been covering hockey a long time, hosting a show in Vegas about hockey for a long time. Seven twenty one inside sports on Chad coming right back. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. The Blues and the Flames are tied 1-1 in the first period. Tarasenko and Jankowski have the goals. The Hurricanes leading Dallas 4-1 in the third period. Tara Vinen, hat trick for Carolina. And the Carolina Panthers of the National Football League up 10-0 on Miami in Monday Night Football. Apparently I uh, called the uh, the Oilers played the Hurricanes, Carolina Hurricanes, earlier this season. And then uh, one of my friends told me after the game, said, you know you call them the, I either, I either called them the Carolina Panthers or the Florida Hurricanes or something like that. Sometimes it's hard to get names straight. There's a lot well, of it shouldn't be. There's a it lot of names be. in the world of sport. <laughs> shouldn't be. I should yeah. just. I should just be better. You got to go get let Jason in. I do. All right, go. Let's Morley Scott. That's little cameo. <laughs> just like just like when the Fonz would appear on Laverne and Shirley. A little thanks bit of a for, crossover. Thanks for having me, Reed. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> Jason Moss is coming up. Coming up the uh, the coaches show. That's Morley. He's in and out. He's like a hurricane. So the uh, hockey team is the Carolina Hurricanes. The uh, football team is the Carolina Panthers. I do know that, even though apparently I didn't always uh, accurately deliver it. Brian says on the text line, great scouting job by Vegas. Their speed is awesome. Even a slow guy like Perron looks favorite. They're my third favorite team behind the Penguins. They have no Stroms, Maroons, or Latestus on Vegas. Seriously, Brian, we're, we're giving up on... <laughs> Okay, Strom's a new guy. You're 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 done with Maroon and Latestu. They have big years last year, and uh, 17 in games into this year, you're done with them. Come on! <laughs> Thanks to Brian Blessing, Blake Dermott for coming on the show tonight. An abbreviated edition of Inside Sports. Tomorrow we'll sign on at 5:30 with the Faceoff Show. Game starts at 7, Oilers in Vegas. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. My name is Reed Wilkins. Jason Moss and Morley Scott coming up next. Thanks for listening. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.